Good evening, everybody. Uh, welcome to July 13, 2016, the Brown Bag U.S. presentation, uh, uh, talking about ContainerX and doing a con uh, technical demo of ContainerX, Container as a Service. Um, we've got Pradeep and we've got Nilima. Excuse me, did I say that right? Yeah, that's that's good. Yes, all right. Um, so they are here uh, doing a technical presentation, and um, you guys want to just let us know quick what we're what we're going to be seeing tonight? Yeah, sure. Hi guys, this is Pradeep. Uh, I'm the co-founder and CTO of ContainerX. Uh, so we're going to go over ContainerX very briefly, what we do, how we offer Container as a service, and then I'll show a demo of uh, ContainerX running on top of vCenter and how you can actually do container as a service on the center. Excellent. Everybody loves technical demos. <clears throat> Get to the meat and potatoes of things. Sure. Um, so just uh, a couple housekeeping things before we get started. Uh, my slide will go. There we go. Um, just some quick notes you probably already know, but in case you don't, we are on Twitter at VBrownBag. You can use the hashtag uh, hashtag the brown bag this evening. I will be watching that feed. If you have any questions, shoot it out over Twitter. We've got the question box live on the webinar. If you ask a question, I will interject when I can and try to get it answered for you. Um, you can see our other worldwide shows and when they are, feel free to join those as well. All of our recordings are recorded and live on YouTube as well as iTunes. Um, watch our website and our Twitter. They will be posted later for you to watch with uh, friends and family. I know that's your Friday night entertainment. You make some popcorn and watch last week's Deep Brown Bag. Um, so uh, again, our guest is uh, Pradeep and Nilima, and I, she doesn't have a, a Twitter account that I posted, so I <laughs> have a typo there. Chris was going to join me this evening. Uh, he's not on here, so he might jump on and co-host in a little bit. Um, if he gets here, we'll be sure to give him a warm round of applause. Hi, I'm Anthony Hook. I will be your, your guide for this evening. And that's all I got. So ask questions, and here we go. So I will pass over presentation. To yep. Pradeep, you want it? Yes, please. You should have it. All right. There we, there we go. I see it. All right. Looks good. Thanks, thanks, Anthony and Chris, and uh, thanks for having us. Um, um, so I'm going to uh, let me just minimize this one. Yeah. So uh, before we start, uh, a very quick intro. I already introduced myself. Uh, I'm the co-founder CTO of uh, ContainerX. We also have our founding engineer Nilima. Uh, she she was a senior staff engineer at uh, VMware, and um, uh, she joined us a few months ago. We're very lucky to have her. She worked on actually some of the features uh, we're going to talk about today. Uh, so feel free to ask questions in the chat, and Anthony will um, uh, relay that to me or and maybe mine. We'll be happy to answer questions. Um, so to start with, uh, so what is ContainerX? Uh, so when we got started last year, uh, it's about one and a half years ago, we started, uh, my co-founder Kiran and I. So we were looking at the container landscape. Uh, and we were looking at uh, how people are using containers and the benefits of agility and microservice apps and all of that. But what we saw was that uh, there is 
one community that's kind of being ignored. Uh, the, that's the IT admins and the uh, infrastructure admins, right? Um, so what and infrastructure IT admins currently today uh, usually deal with vSphere um, and usually work with v VMs. So how how can we help them get on with the uh, with the container um, usage of containers and also offer containers to their customers, the developers and departments and other folks who want to use containers. So with that in mind, uh, so we built ContainerX, which is the vSphere for containers. Um, so we call this as the world's first multi-tenant container platform. Uh, so the multi-tenancy is key, and, and I'll explain that in a minute as well. And we built this for both Linux and Windows. Uh, so Windows is, again, a big differentiation for us. Right? Uh, so. Anthony, you can see my next slide, right? Yes, I can. OK, just making sure that uh, I'm not just talking to myself, that I have a bad network connection here. Oh, OK, uh, no, so, you're, you're good. I can see you. OK, cool. Yeah, so uh, so moving to the details of ContainerX, right? Um, so I talked about uh, this multi-tenant. Uh, I just mentioned multi-tenancy and uh, so one of the main aspects of ContainerX or the big differentiation compared to other products in, in the, the container landscape is a single pane of glass. Uh, so we provide a single pane of glass where you can manage a bare metal cluster or you can manage a cluster of AWS or Azure VMs. Or you can uh, create a cluster of VMs on vCenter and manage that too. And I'll show that in more detail in the demo as well. Now. Uh, so, so that's the that's the main unique differentiation. Now, what do these clusters mean? Uh, so, I have a very quick visual representation of that. Uh, what we call as elastic clusters and pools. Uh, so, the pools, like if you're familiar with the distributed resource scheduler in in vCenter, um, the the pool concept is similar to how resource pools are done in vCenter. Uh, in fact, I was in the DRS team uh, in vCenter. Nilima has worked on on that as well. Uh, so, so to so, what does container cluster or pools mean, right? So, let's say we start with uh, a bunch of hosts. Uh, so, we have six hosts here, and we can set up a cluster of those hosts. Uh, and if you're using uh, uh, something like Docker Swarm, this host, uh, so this is a cluster that anybody can access uh, by directly going to the Swarm endpoint. Now, what provided on top of that is that is the pools concept. Uh, so the pools allow you to actually divide that cluster into independent, you can call them virtual cluster if you like. Uh, and not only that, it allows you to set limits on top of that. Uh, so this is similar to how DRS resource pool limits work. Uh, you can set a CPU limit, let's say 30% for finance, 30% uh, for dev test, 60% for CRM, and so on. Now, this pool becomes a central concept. Uh, cluster and pool become the central concepts for contain containers. Uh, the, the pool acts as the endpoint for the developers or users, and cluster acts as the endpoint or the management entity for IT admins. So, but why, why do this, right? What are the benefits of doing this? So, what, the first benefit is the resiliency. So, we build this pool concept, and we also have built an isolation mechanism so that containers in one pool cannot uh, crash or kill or starve other containers in another pool. 
So that's the first benefit, isolation. Second benefit is multi-tenancy. We talked about it. Uh, so you can you can give this pool, uh, let's say finance pool to the finance department, and the developers in finance department can use that um, without worrying about other other guys. You can set quotas. You can set priorities. Uh, and you have the isolated networks automatically that come with it. Then the third one is that these are elastic. Uh, these pools, I mean, if you notice, we have set the limits to 30, 30, and 60 that add up to 120%. Right? Uh, so we can overcommit the resources just like you would do in with VMs in vCent DRS cluster. Uh, this is one thing that no other container platform has. Uh, or even if the knobs are available, it's not exposed as easily as ContainerX does. So now, if if the yellow pool, which in this case has high priority, were to claim all its 60% of resources, then we automatically adjust the other pools, or the containers and other pools, so that um, you can make room for this high priority pool. So we call that auto scale. Finally, you, the IT admins can still add Hosts in the backend, with worrying about pools or how many people are using, what configuration is done, what networking is set up. We take care of all of that. Just add a host, go to UI, add a host to the cluster, and reset. So and then so you can truly scale out your infrastructure. And so that that way you can achieve horizontal scalability. So th this is the 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 central concepts. And if you were to take away one slide from this whole presentation, this is the slide. Uh, and this is the core IP for containers. So all right, so about, uh, say enough about that. I also want to quickly talk about the architecture. At the bottom, you have the infrastructure, bare metal on-premise and public cloud, and then the operating systems. And you have the runtimes, like Docker. Uh, we use Docker engine as a runtime. And we provide a container agent that runs on each host and provides this multi-tenancy concepts. Uh, I'm going through this a little quickly so that I can show you the real demo. And uh, if people have questions, we can answer as well. So on top of that, we provide the management console and the registry, um, which is a which allows you to store container uh, container images, and the QS. Some of it we already talked about. And and we have a very easy to use delightful UX that makes it super easy to install as well as like update and so on. I'll show that as well. Finally, irrespective of how you uh, create, and like the IT admin creates the clusters and pools, and the pool is given to the developer, and for the developer, the workflows remain exactly the same. They can use a familiar Docker a CLI or Compose, and we are 100% competitive. All right? All right, so, so we, we, are, we are getting onto the demo. Um, all right. Uh, so, so the way we set up ContainerX is that is through an installer. Um, so it's super simple. Uh, you can download the installer by signing up on our website. And the reason we build the installer is that you can run it from your laptop, no need for any com complicated configuration, and then you can install the management server on uh, uh, either reconfigured host or on the cloud. So let's do that. Uh, let me just switch to. While you're switching, we did have a question. Um, I think just on some of the logistics. 
Uh, so the question was, so, so we're still talking about Linux running in the container, but those containers themselves are running on Windows or on Linux. Is that correct? Oh, that, that's a very good question. Uh, so that gets me onto Windows containers a little bit as well. So we are, you can create either a Linux cluster or Windows cluster. And clearly, if you run Linux cluster, you run only Linux containers. On Windows cluster, um, you can run Windows containers natively. Uh, Microsoft's uh, Windows Server 2016, uh, they have a beta version, which is what we support. Uh, that allows you to run Windows containers natively, as well as the second option of like running Hyper-V containers. Uh, so we've, we've done integration with the native containers so far, but we have plans for the Hyper-V containers as well. Does that answer the question, yes? Yep, sounds like uh, he just responded. Yep, sounds sounds like it answers his question. Cool. All right. So continuing, uh, so the installer, right? Um, and let me also very quickly show the website where, whoops. Yeah, So our website is called containerx.io, uh, and you can get started for free directly here. But the important thing is that once you get your link, you go to your site uh, like this one, and, and then you download the installer, and that is on your laptop, so I have already downloaded. And uh, it's a very simple one binary that you can run from your laptop. So I just, um, I'm going to the start, I already used it. So the, what, when, when you go to the, when you start the installer, you see these two options. You can install ContainerX management server on a pre-configured host, or an Amazon EC2 instance in Azure in the future. So let me quickly go to the pre-configured one. So if you choose this option, you just specify the IP address, login name, maybe root, and then provide SSH key or private key, and you're, and that's it. You're, and then this installer will install everything that is needed, uh, and we, our management server itself uses containers, so we need Docker, uh, and this installer will take care of all of that. And if you were to choose EC2, the configuration is equally simple. Uh, you just have to provide the credentials and validate. And then you specify a name, let's say bag, And you choose your VPC, which, you, which is pulled by, based on your credentials with get information and the subnet and instance, let's say. And that's it. And build that instance. Maybe you can copy the private key so that you can access it later. And, and it's going to create that VM. Now, uh, it's that simple. I mean, I did it in less than a minute. And once that VM is created, ContainerX installer will take care of Docker and anything else that is needed, security groups, and so on. So, so the installation is done. And next step is that once the installation is done, so let me switch to my presentation very quickly. Um, the very first step you would do, and I'm sure you this on vCenter, um, the very uh, first thing you would do is a create extract. Uh, so in the, I'll, I'll show the screen in a second. Uh, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to deploy this CAS container as a service on vCenter. What does that mean, right? So you have vCenter uh, already deployed, and you manage these VMs manually. And if you were to deploy containers, you would ask a developer or, or a person using it to install Docker Engine and maybe set up a Swarm cluster, networking, and so on. 
we, we remove all those hurdles. We take care of all of that. Uh, all you have to do is give the vCenter credentials. So let's see how that works. This is the answer. Can you see my screen, guys? Yes. Yep. Yep. Still got it. Yeah. So this is the uh, so yeah. So once it is installed, in fact, the installer will give you this URL. But you go to this URL, and then you see this uh, first screen where you can log in with your admin credentials. So we have a bundled account uh, that already uh, has administrative privileges. But if you set up Active Directory. Uh, you can, I'll show you that in a second. Then you can use that to log in as well. All right, so we logged in, and uh, I already created two clusters. Uh, before we get to those clusters, let, let's see the quick wizard. So we talked about single pane of class, uh, and, and a lot of players talk about it, a lot of uh, uh, companies that are in this space talk about it, uh, but, but we truly have this one pane where you can create a bare metal cluster, or EC2 cluster, or vSphere, or ratio. So let's say if I were to choose a second vCenter cluster, right? My vCenter cluster for we've done that. Let's do that. And uh, there is a simple screen where you just uh, provide your credentials. And uh, let's do that. And enter your password again. And log into VC. Okay? That's quick. Uh, so I logged into the VC, and what ContainerX did is it's pulled the vCenter infrastructure, and uh, um, and you can start creating your hosts. So I can say, hey, I want two hosts, and uh, there will be VMs in the backend. I choose my data center, and it's actually contacting vCenter and pulling the clusters. In fact, Neelima worked on this stuff, and it's a, it's a cool UI to use, easy to use. And I choose my cluster, and then I choose my parent VM. Uh, and let's see, yeah, this one. So this parent VM is a template we already installed, and that would be a pre-configuration step. That's the only configuration you would need. What it has is, this template has is a, is a stock Ubuntu 14.04. There are no modifications done. Um, and let's say data store, resource pool, network, and then next. All right. I think my network is a little slow. Oh, folks, can you still see my screen? Yeah, we can see you. Oh, I'm not able to do next. But um, I already created a two clusters. Uh, so. What, what what happens after the next is that, so the template is instantiated and we create those VMs, set up everything that is needed for Docker, networking, storage, everything. And so we have these two clusters already created. In fact, I created a bare metal cluster as well, uh, two hosts, and both of them have, uh, the vCenter cluster also has two hosts. So let's go inside. Um, I'm not able to access this instance. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I think let me disconnect my VPN. And yeah, it's you know the the demo gods just aren't having it this Wednesday apparently. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so I think I always demo. 
uh, but the weekend seems to be slow. Let me try it again. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> All right. So you're back. Uh, so you guys can see my screen? Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so this is the vCenter cluster I already created, and uh, it has um, two hosts, I think, yeah. And uh, ContainerX has this very, very nice, uh, pleasant UI where you can see the CPU utilization, memory utilization, as well as how much storage is used, and so on. But most importantly, now that you created this cluster, you can, you as an IT admin, can take this cluster and divide it into multiple parts. And you can use it for, let's say, dev, dev test prod, or you can use it for assigning it to different departments, or you can use it to give it to different users if you like. And you can do the CPU and memory limits, overcome it, and so on. Now, for each of these pools, so you created this. So as an admin, you would you want to uh, like give access to certain users. Uh, so you can give. We have local users. We also have support for Active Directory. And uh, you can go ahead and set up LDAP, Active Directory with LDAP enabled, and so on. So once you have the users set up, so we have built-in local users. Uh, so this is the dev user. So I can say that, hey, for dev user, I want to give access to dev, clearly, and maybe engineering. Uh, so, so notice that I have six pools. Uh, the three pools are from vCenter cluster. The three pools are other three pools are from the bare metal cluster. So that's another cool thing that we provide. Uh, irrespective of how the cluster is created, irrespective of, irrespective of where it resides, you, the pools show up here and you can manage them in exactly the same way. So let's save that. Hopefully, network is okay. Are you in the office? Uh, do you have? Uh, no, I'm on VPN as well. Uh, so okay. Let me log in as Dev and see. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. So um, let's see if I can still. Do it. Oh, no, that didn't get. Um, that didn't take effect. I've logged in as Dev. Do you want me to try well, the demo? Uh, that's okay. Actually, I'll go to the cloud instance. Let me. Um, okay. Thanks to Container Lex. While we're working with this, I, I'm not meaning to interrupt you. There's just a little bit of lag. Um, some, somebody had asked the question if I wanted to continue using an older version of Windows Server 2008, how would I incorporate it into a cluster environment? And uh, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong. Are you saying because it, it supports the native? Um, you know, Docker capabilities in Server 2016. Is that is that why you're asking asking about Server 2008 here? Let's see what he says. Okay. I think that's what he's saying. He can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's what he's yeah, going so, for. Um, so th that's again a very good use case for using containers. So first of all, the Windows native containers are only available in Windows Server 2016 beta. Uh, preview. Uh, so that's what we support. Uh, the, so we cannot directly use Windows 2008 because there is no container runtime there. Um, but the goal for or, or the, the kind of use cases that we see from customers who want to deploy Windows is that, you know, I have this Windows 2008 plus, uh, cluster or a bunch of hosts, and I have these .NET apps running on those, 
I want to get to the newer versions or maybe even to Azure. How do I do that? Uh, so the, 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 the way we, would, we want to do that is that, hey, you containerize that first, and we help you do that. And then, in fact, I wrote a blog post recently about how to containerize a .NET app. And once you containerize, now you can take advantage of newer versions of Windows, but you can still run the .NET 3.5 or whatever version you were using earlier. And then you can migrate it to Azure as well. So, uh, so I think uh, short answer: Windows 2008 we can we cannot support because the container runtime is not available. But you can migrate. Okay. Okay. So sounds good. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Um, so actually, the installation is done from the cloud, guys. So let's go there. Uh, vCenter, you've seen how the initial cluster creation works. Everything else remains the same, whether you go to the cloud or or using a bare metal cluster. So let's use the cloud while we have network issues with the VPN. So, and it, it this after this install is done, it actually opened up this URL. And I'm just going to that URL, and let's see what it has. So this is a brand new installation we did live, guys, uh, right now. Uh, so we logged in, and you see that it's, uh, so it gives you a welcome page, because you don't have any clusters yet, and you can start creating clusters. So let's spin up an EC2 cluster here. It'll take some time, but I already have another cluster, another installation which we can show you guys. Don't copy my secret key. All right. That's the right one. All right. So what I entered is for AWS, all the credentials and a little bit of subnet information, and it's going to support that cluster. So while that is being done, let's go to the other cloud instance I have, which already has pre-created clusters. Um, and this comes back to some of the Windows questions. Uh, so I have an AWS Linux cluster, which has three hosts, and an Azure Windows cluster, uh, which if let's click on that and see what it has. So this has one Windows Server host, um, and, um, and you can create pools just like Linux, and you can set CPU and memory limits similar to Linux. Some of it is still in works because Windows, uh, Windows uh, container API is changing in terms of how you set, do resource management. And application deployment remains the same as well. So if I were to go to Linux cluster, uh, let's deploy some apps. Okay, I'm in Linux cluster now. And it has three pools. Now, we've done all this work to do what, right? So we wanted to um, set the user management. Let's see. Let's see if we can do it here. Yeah. So this, this I showed you earlier. Uh, so the same screen, but now this is the cloud instance. And for the dev user, I've given access to financing engineer. So let's log out. And log in as dev. Okay. Log in as dev. Okay. So you guys can see my screen, right? This is the dev screen. All right. Yes. So you notice that the UI has changed a little bit. Uh, I have only pools and applications because as a developer, I only need to interact with those two. And I have access to only the pools that admin has given to me. In this case, financing engineering. Now, finally, we are on to applications, right? 
So I can take this pool and I can deploy a, a single container. So I can say launch container and say, let's say we have a CPU heavy app. I can set some advanced settings like restart automatically or maybe not and so on and launch the app. And that's for a single container. Now for a multi-container app, which we call as an application, when we already have some prepackaged bundled apps, and each of these are essentially comp Docker Compose files. Uh, so if you're familiar with Docker Compose, that's a way of defining a multi-container app uh, with multiple tiers, maybe uh, different number of instances in each tier and so on. Again, the, the UI is super simple. You just take the Compose file, paste it here, uh, people are still getting used to the Compose file. Uh, maybe in the future we offer a UI to interact with some of that and then launch that app. So once the app is launched, you can see the status here. Uh, so the, like the WordPress um, app that we deployed earlier, it has two containers, the database and uh, the front end. And you can do all of that from here. So, uh, so that's about the app management. Let me switch back to admin so that I can finally show you guys the update aspects. Any questions so far, guys? Uh, I don't see anything new yet, so uh, continue on. All right, so that's about the clusters, pools, apps, all right. So that, it's actually that simple, and we have hidden a lot of complexity in terms of backends, Linux and Windows, and so on. Now, uh, ContainerX itself, you can, I talked about updates. Um, so you click on updates, then it will show you the current version and if there is an update available. Uh, so we have a cloud um, server that um, hosts all, all our re release. So if there is a new release available, it will show up here and then you can do update and it, it will automatically take care of like preserving your clusters and so on. Uh, in fact, our, our management server itself is written as a collection of microservices uh, with uh, stateless containers and one stateful container that is the database. Uh, and we take care of automatically updating it, uh, like taking a backup, moving to new version, and then bringing, bringing it back up. Uh, in fact, again, Nilima worked on this feature, and it's a very cool feature where you don't have to worry about uh, like in vCenter, I mean, we all know how difficult it is to upgrade, right? Here it's super simple. Everything is automated. You, new version is available and go to update and you take, we take care of like getting you back to exact same state, new version, okay? The other one is a license. Um, again, license, uh, so we are a product which allows you, to, we have a cloud licensing server and this one is running the free version. Uh, there is an expiry date, but in reality, there is no expiry. You can use it forever. Uh, and the maximum uh, for free version is 100 cores, but you can upgrade from here and uh, visit our pricing page. Of course, give us some. And um, uh, then we send you this email address, uh, upgrade key, which you can enter here. Again, uh, this is all cloud-based, uh, unlike like the old way of like, um, get, like submitting a ticket and then getting license key and so on. All right, uh, so that's all I have, guys. Uh, and there are a few more things, uh, but this is the this is the the base, the fundamental of uh, fundamentals of ContainerX. 
Uh, again, the, the concept is cluster pool apps, and um, IT main deals with clusters and sets up the cluster on any backend. Uh, could be Bay Metal, vCenter, and so on. And then uh, developers or different departments get access to the pool, which is the container as a service part. And uh, the pool acts exactly like a Docker host for, for the developers. And they can use either CLI or our UI uh, to access that. Um, and even like Visual Studio, for example, if you're running Windows containers, you can use that as well. All right. So I will switch to my slides very quickly. And then I'll open up for questions. And uh, um, so let me go to the next one. Demo we did. And we already talked about pricing. I'm sure you can check it out. Um, I won't do the marketing pitch here. Uh, and uh, um, so we're also doing more webinars next week. Uh, again, it will be fully technical, no marketing and sales aspects, just working on how ContainerX works, how you can use it to solve your container needs, and how you can set it up on bare metal, um, as well as, uh, so it says hands-on lab tomorrow, July 20th, actually, not tomorrow is not 20th, but this is supposed to be presented on 19th. <laughs> um, so we have our first uh, uh, webinar starting on 19th, and then you can do hands-on lab next day. Uh, the first one is very similar to what I presented today. Uh, hands-on lab is mainly for you guys to like follow along uh, the installation I just did, and we'll help you with any installation issues or any questions you might have uh, setting up your own environment uh, and walk through that. All right, that's basically it, and the website has details on both the webinars as well as like links to downloads and so on. Neelima, uh, anything you want to add? In terms of the registry, I think the demo we didn't show, but we have a private trusted registry bundle as well where you can push images and provide access controls to who can push and pull what kinds of images. You can see them just as we have. Um, so in the demo, you saw a list of applications that uh, that are there. We have an app catalog as well as an image catalog, which is the registry that is bundled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a very yeah. good point, guys. Uh, I actually uh, missed that. Uh, so this is, we actually, we have a bundle with image uh, registry that allows you to push your own container images. and. Uh, most importantly, with all these multi-tenancy features of pools, and you can set to fine-grained controls uh, as to which user can do what and, and so on. Uh, that's, yeah, that's, a, that's another yeah. quick All right. So um, I think that's all we have. And uh, we are happy to answer any questions uh, through chat or directly. Um, we did have a question. Yeah, we, we've got a, a couple questions rolling in. A lot of people are, you know, pr pretty impressed with with what they've seen so far. And I feel like there is so much information. I, I'm going to need to watch this again, especially the beginning part. It was is very yeah. dense. It's really good. I I just need time to to process everything that I just saw, which is it's a, a good problem to have. Um, we did have a question come in. <laughs> Somebody says, uh, are there backups taken prior to running an update, and can you roll back if necessary? How does that update process work? Absolutely. I I'll let Nilima talk about that. Nilima, why don't you talk about how we do the updates? Sure. So we, we do take a backup of all the state that is required to, to both to roll back, and if you want to revert back to an older version at any given point of time, you can uh, also do that. 
if in the process of updating we encounter any failures we automatically roll back so that you don't have to do it but let's say you're actually happy with the update today but then maybe a month later you decide you wanted something that is not available anymore in the new new release or you miss something that was working in a different way in an older release you can always go back to that version at that state of the data that was backed up so yes we do take backups and we do roll back automatically if there's an issue and we also allow you to explicitly conduct a roll back if you don't like something more questions guys yeah somebody asked uh, why would i mount cx on esxi so uh chris are you meaning like why would you install it on esxi yeah and yeah okay so that's what that's what chris is asking why would you install uh container x on esxi yeah uh, we are we are actually not installing an esx but but i guess the question is more about like why would you use container x when you have vcenter and i guess that's what it is referring to uh so vcenter is is awesome i mean we me and nilimain have worked on it um and uh, uh and it's very good at managing vms and vm storage network all of that um uh, but if you want containers today um so uh it it's pretty hard to set it up like you give the vm to your developer or the department or maybe you create a vm where the drs resource pool but still it's it's kind of clunky to like install all the docker engine and then docker has another layer of storage and network management so that's what we simplify um, so we are a complement to vcenter we are not replacing vcenter and uh, the esx and vcenter would remain there remain it will be there unless you want to have a bare metal cluster that we support but that's independent of like i'm mean, using both bare metal and windows uh, in the other instance right uh, bare metal and vcenter cluster uh, so i would say that containerx forms like a layer on top of vcenter and allows you to provide container as a service on vcenter it doesn't answer the question or did i miss like uh, something in terms of containerx on esx Uh, I will check. I I think it answered it for me if I understood Chris's question. Uh we'll see what he says here. Yep, that was exactly it. So, so yeah, I think you answered it. Oh. Yeah, I mean, you know, if if you have an existing VMware environment, you know, a lot of a lot of businesses and places have an existing VMware environment. So if you want to move to, you know, containers or start utilizing containers, it would make sense that, you know, you can use your existing infrastructure to do that. you don't need to 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 forklift it and bring something else and just use containers you can you know use it on top of your existing infrastructure right exactly yeah all right so are there any other questions um if if there are not or we don't have very many uh what we can do is stop the recording and if other people have questions or they want to talk uh we can just unmute the microphones and go that way Uh, sure yeah before so. we start recording i will show the website also very quickly and uh, show very and so this is the our main website and we are a fan of uh, uh, star wars and uh, uh, definitely uh, like uh, the theme reflects that uh, so you can get the free version from here right here um, and it's very quick uh, but i also wanted to show you guys the support website 
so so this is support.containerx.io and uh, so this is we're using zendesk but we spent some time uh, our sales engineer john uh, john day who comes from hp actually uh, he spent a lot of time writing very nice articles as well as videos on how to set up containerx on azure uh, and uh, uh, on aws so for example so so the video walks you through some other steps i in fact all the steps i just did but in a much more detailed way it will also explain everything about what we are doing and you can follow that um, also in this support page we have this fact which we are adding and uh, we are answering answering different questions about uh, how does nfs work with this how do you add how do i add users and, and so on uh, feel free to ask questions uh, anyone can submit a request and we are happy to answer help you in installation anything anything that we can help you with in terms of setting up container as a service for you guys all right uh, and also uh, now while we are at it i might as well show the blog as well uh, so so this is our blog page and this link is available from our main website again blog.containerx.io and um, we've been um, writing very detailed articles uh, like nilima just said how do you debug docker machine uh, so this is a nice uh, it's not directly related to setting up containerx but it's a very nice article about how would i uh, debug a problem docker 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 machine is actually part of the docker's uh, tools how do i do that yeah. also the other one uh, which i mentioned earlier is how do i run my windows containers in containerx so here you would set up like the cluster and pool for for windows cluster and then you would take an asp.net app which you might you might have written in visual studio which it should like let's say you create an asp.net app in visual studio and then you write a docker file which i am guessing many of you are familiar with but this is for windows right so you write the docker file and then you build it deploy it in a windows container uh, so again you can follow that hopefully that's uh, that the article is simple enough and if you have any questions we are happy to answer all right um, i think that's pretty much it all right this was uh yeah we're getting a lot of a lot of thanks on the questions um so with that that uh, we'll we'll stop the recording here soon. Um, thank you for joining us, guys. Uh, and as everybody probably knows that's listening, um, this will be recorded. I know I'm going to listen to it again. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of info, so it's recorded. It'll be we'll put this up on YouTube and it'll be on iTunes. So point your podcast subscription, whatever you use, to the YouTube channel or iTunes. Um, make sure to catch our show next week. We have. Who do we have? I should have. Uh, I can pull that up. up right there. <laughs> yeah. Loading, loading. Uh, Next week we have uh, containers and persistent storage with Kendrick Coleman. Um, so a little bit more on on uh, some Docker's and containers and uh, the AWS um, stuff coming up. So catch all the future shows. It's uh, it's no longer something you know. I'm finding for a while, you know, even a couple of years ago, I think when Docker was just starting and a lot of people were talking about it, I didn't understand, you know, why is this going to be a big deal? 
um, what's this all about? And now it's definitely not anything you can ignore. And uh, so it's, I think it's really good that we're going to have this series because it'd be a great way to catch up what I missed. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's actually uh, like you said. Uh, I mean, we've been watching it from very beginning. Uh, containers. I mean, we feel that uh, they're going to become part of the infrastructure of the future. Um, I, I think originally, initially, like the containers versus VMs. I think that took the, the, the people had a lot of discussion about that. But I, in my opinion, I don't think that's the that's the main aspect of it. It's more about how do you run apps. Containers might be running in VMs or bare metal uh, on-prem or public cloud. It doesn't matter. But what the benefit containers provide is that agility and that portability of like going from one place to another, right, on-prem to cloud. Uh, so yeah. Well, exactly. The the whole you know the the whole agile movement, the whole going from from test to production to or you know yeah, dev yeah. test to production. That this you know streamlines that process so much easier and. Obviously, uh, makes you so much more, more flexible. Yeah. So it is. It is no longer anything to be uh, ignored, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I think myself here to stay. All right. So I'm going to stop the recording. Um, if anybody wants to hang out and uh, chat, we can do so. Uh, yeah. Happy to answer questions. Uh, uh, I don't know if Neelima has time, but uh, we we will stay. Yeah, we'll do something. Yeah. Thank you, everybody.